For so long, I had been one of those people that hates the sound of their own voice. But hearing myself through this process, I learned to love my voice. I've recorded a number of my audiobooks in the past, but they were all memoirs. And there was something really magical about being able to immerse myself as a novelist. In college and around my buddies growing up, we were always just making observations about how people were claiming to be and how they really were. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet Harlem Run and Run for All Women founder, Allison Mariella Desir. Writer and Family Secrets podcast host, Danny Shapiro, and stand-up comedian, John Crist. Listen in to hear how these authors describe what it was like to record their audiobooks and what they learned from their time in the studio. Enjoy. Hi, this is Allison Mariella Desir, author of Running Wall Black, Finding Freedom in a Sport That Wasn't Built for Us. The inspiration for writing my book actually came from my son. He was born July of 2019, and seven months later, Ahmaud Arbery was murdered. And I started to think about the way that my life as a mother would be shaped by the fact that my black son would never have protections as he moved through space, doing ordinary things like going for a run or driving, could present danger simply because he was Black. I also started to reflect on some of my experiences as a Black woman running and the lack of psychological safety, the lack of physical safety. And I wrote all of this in an op-ed. And when the op-ed was published, many white people were completely shocked, had never considered the way that moving through space, that running in a Black body was different from their own experience. And many Black people were relieved. They felt like they finally had their experience put into words. And I knew in that moment that I needed to write a book. I needed to share this story of what it was like to run while black and also to provide some hopefully solutions for how the running industry and community can change so that when my son is running while black one day, it's completely ordinary. No one even thinks anything of it. If I had to describe the experience of recording my audiobook in one word, I would say empowering. For so long, I had been one of those people that hates the sound of their own voice. But hearing myself through this process, I learned to love my voice and also realize just how much you can do with it, right? Like whether you're talking fast or talking slow, getting into the dialogue and using different voices, it's really empowered me to want to see what I could do with this voice. Okay, there are about a million words I realized I never knew how to say, (laughs) never said well, never spelled right, but let's go with hierarchy, predominantly. I think those were tough and unfortunately used several times throughout the book, so look out for it. I think I'm most excited for the way that I did the dialogue. I got really into being present in the moment of when those conversations happened. And I hope that as you hear me sharing these conversations, that the listener feels like they're transported to that moment 
and that they're witnessing those conversations live. If I hadn't recorded my own audiobook, the only person I would have allowed to do it is India Ari, who, if you listen to her, hopefully you see some commonalities between our voices. And, you know, she's like audiobook goals. So, India, if you're listening, you know where to find me. The last audiobook that I listened to and loved was Finding Me by Viola Davis. I mean, that woman was just giving a masterclass in how to read an audiobook. I laughed, I cried, she took me on such an amazing journey, and I felt like I could see what she was saying. So Viola Davis, just absolutely magic. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks now is different than it was previously. In the past, I'd say, you know, lounging on the couch in my house with a nice cup of coffee or tea. But now being in my house is not so peaceful because I have a three-year-old. So I would say driving in the car. That's honestly one of the places that I get alone time. And traffic here in Seattle is bananas. So I can listen to a full book in like two trips back and forth from my house to Seattle. So in the car by myself is my favorite place to listen. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. The train pulled into the station at 72nd and Central Park West, and I climbed the stairs to the sidewalk. New York surrounded me the way that New York does. Tall buildings, humming buses, steam rising from a sidewalk vent. I was struck, not by the beauty, but by the coldness. I don't mean the temperature, though it was February. It was the sterile, detached feel of white space, when what I wanted was to be entering the familiar warmth of Harlem. Hi, this is Danny Shapiro, author of Signal Fires. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be, well, it's two words. That word would be a pleasure. I've recorded a number of my audiobooks in the past, but they were all memoirs. And there was something really magical and wonderful about being able to immerse myself as a novelist into the world of recording this audiobook of Signal Fires. One of the things that was really exciting to me about it was the chance to really literally give voice to the different characters in my novel and to differentiate their voices and their internal life in a way that I had done on the page, but to be able to do it in an audiobook and to have all of them, Ben and Mimi and Theo and Sarah and Waldo and Shankman and Alice all have distinct ways of seeing the world and finding a way to voice that. I realized I had trouble pronouncing some of the words that really had to do with Waldo's obsession with the cosmos. He has such an encyclopedic knowledge of the cosmos, which is something that I learned a great deal about as I was writing Signal Fires, but I had had no reason to say those words aloud before. So that was pretty interesting. And some of the French food, <laughs> just making sure that I got that right, I really wouldn't have wanted to make any errors in that department. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Alice Elliott Dark's Fellowship Point. 
It was just a beautiful story of an unfolding of a friendship between two women over the course of many, many decades. It was, you know, quite an epic story, and I really loved listening to it and hearing the voices of the characters. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is my car. I live in the country, I drive a great deal, and I love getting swept into a good audiobook as I'm driving the country roads around where I live. I'm proud that I was able to record this particular audiobook. Very often, the authors don't give voice to our novels, and I think in part because I've hosted a podcast for a number of years, I had a comfort level in doing this narration, and I was just really struck by the way that narrating fiction was for me so different from narrating nonfiction. I was able to perform it a little bit more and give a little bit more of a sense of that performance, whereas in recording audiobooks of my memoirs, I felt uncomfortable or self-conscious or that it just wasn't right to do that, but here it did feel right. And now, I hope you'll listen and enjoy this clip from my audiobook. And it's nothing, really, or might be nothing, or ought to be nothing, as he leans his head forward to press the tip of his cigarette to the car's lighter. It sizzles on contact, a sound particular to its brief moment in history, in which cars have lighters and otherwise sensible 15-year-olds choke down Marlboro Reds and drive their mother's Buicks without so much as a learner's permit. There's a girl he wants to impress. Her name is Misty Zimmerman. Hi, this is John Christ, author of Delete That and other failed attempts to look good online. I wrote my book because... I mean, really, it's the same thing I do with stand-up comedy is you just make these observations about life and about people, and hopefully other people relate to them. So especially with social media, I kept seeing this phenomenon where people would, you know, if you scroll your Instagram feed, you see kale salad and meal prepping and all kind of beautiful, ornate meals. But every time you drive past McDonald's, the line is around the block three times, and it's the humor in finding that everyone is projecting online a better person than they actually are. I was inspired by, I mean, my daily life. I think I've been doing stand-up for the last 10, 13 years or something like that. But even before that, in college and around my buddies growing up, we were always just making observations about how people were claiming to be and how they really were. And so you could say that the last few years of my life have been an inspiration for that, but really my entire life has been an inspiration of it. If I had to describe what it's like to read my audiobook in one word, that word would be nerve-wracking. And I've obviously read my book. I wrote my book. That's not as nerve-wracking as reading aloud. Every time, you know, I would go to an AA meeting or something like that, a Bible study growing up in church, reading aloud was perhaps the scariest thing to ever do. And I think a couple times you stumble over some words or maybe a couple words you can't really piece together and you do it once, you mess it up, you do it twice, you do it three times and everybody's just kind of sitting in there like, yeah, we know what the words are, we all comprehend them, but it's a lot of pressure to get them all out there at the same time incoherently. 
I realized I had trouble pronouncing not so much a specific word, but like when a couple of words are like blocked up kind of together and they're also similar sounding. You read it quietly to yourself and you just kind of gather the main idea of it. But the weirdest part for me was when the producers would be like, hey, you missed that word. And I didn't even see the word. I'm reading things every day that I might not totally be comprehending accurately. That's a strange feeling. I'm most excited for my listeners to hear the story about Dave Chappelle. There's obviously a million stories in this book, but when I was reading that story, I was so into it, the hair on my arm was like standing up because I remember that moment and I remember how exciting and how nerve-wracking it was and the adrenaline that was just coursing through my veins at the time. I hadn't thought about that story. I mean, obviously I wrote it, but I hadn't thought about that story in forever. What's beautiful about the narration is that you can kind of use your imagination and go into those stories. And I felt like, you know, when I read it, that I was there. And I'm most proud for that the emotion of a lot of these stories was accurately articulated so the reader can definitely engage and go in depth just like we did writing it. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Morgan Freeman. Shawshank Redemption is my favorite movie, and the narration that Morgan Freeman does in that movie is so emotionally gripping. I mean, obviously, if I wasn't going to read my own book and you asked me if I wanted to listen to someone else narrate it, I would say Morgan Freeman. The last audiobook I listened to that I loved was Steve-O's book. We kind of run in the same circles a little bit. Not so much in our act or in our stage show, but kind of touring and our representation and our agents. And when I was prepping to put mine on tape, they said, you know who did it well? Steve-O. And I was on a long road trip a couple months ago driving to a show And I listened to that audiobook, and I loved it immensely. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is definitely while driving. It's funny because the airports, I think, just cause me so much stress and kind of anxiety that if it's within four or five hours from show to show, I tell my agent, I tell everybody, I'd just rather drive there and in the car is definitely the place where I listen to audiobooks. I could go out on the limb and say, if you're going to be driving and like to ingest a book, audio is going to be the way to do that. And now listen to this clip from my audiobook. It was June 12th, 2012. I opened my eyes and I knew something was wrong. I looked around and I could tell I was in a hospital, but I had no idea how I'd gotten there. I couldn't move. My arms, my legs, and my neck were all strapped to the hospital bed. I legit thought I was about to meet the Lord. A nurse came to my bedside. She told me I'd been in a car wreck. My silver 1998 Honda Civic had been T-boned by a Dodge Ram. Generally not a confrontation that ends well for the Civic. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.